surprise, Happy New Year. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. We're live and we're an hour early. Why? Why not? Actually, I got some plans coming up later on tonight for the New Year, so I had to come on a little bit early. I didn't announce I was going to be early because I thought, eh, let's do a little experiment and see whether or not people find us if we're an hour early. Yeah, we're live across Facebook, Rumble.com, our main planet, uh, Twitch.tv, picked up a few new viewers over there on Twitch. Thank you, Twitch folks. Appreciate it. And be sure you subscribe. Also, uh, Rumble.com, I mentioned, and YouTube, where we got a lot of reaction this past week, a lot of comments on our videos. I really appreciate it. Thank you for that. I really do. And thanks for the subscribe. Uh, we had got a couple of new subscriptions over there on our YouTube channel. So... Cool beans coming up tonight. Boys fighting girls. Mm, not in the way you think. Well, maybe it is. Uh, Big Bro and Right Think. Have you got Right Think? I hope so. And the top 10, of course. It's New Year's Eve. We have to do a top 10. The top 10 of 2022. Mm, interesting. And, of course, we'll do another chapter, maybe half a chapter in our book, White Fang, tonight. Right now, it is time to get you updated on our favorite little Shiba Inu furry friend with a new opening. Yes! <laughs> what do you think? Oh, I love that. I just put that together over the last couple of days, and I thought, you know, we've been running this Miko update for... Uh, 300 and what, six shows now? And I thought, well, we'll freshen things up for the new year a little bit. So why not? Anyway, she's doing great. She's uh, a little apprehensive about tonight. Well, she doesn't know it's New Year's Eve. But there have been a couple of fireworks here and there. And you know she's not big on fireworks, like most dogs. Um, so, yeah, she's a bit mm, nervous tonight because she's already heard a couple. I'm worried for a few hours from now, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, beyond that, she's doing great. This is how she spent her New Year's Eve afternoon, uh, just lounging around in the front door and <laughs> hanging out, uh, doing well, eating well, had a great walk tonight. This old man actually gave up before Miko gave up. For some reason, my calves lately have been getting so sore about halfway through the walk. Tonight, my other half and I were out walking, and I just couldn't keep going. So off they went, home I went, stumbling and limping all the way. But we made it, nevertheless. Uh, yeah, BarkBox.com is the good folks who sponsor the Mego Update. BarkBox, what is it? It is a subscription service you get delivered to your door once every month, However long you sign up for, you can get just one month or six or 12. And if you use our special link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, you will get an extra month free. Yeah, six months, you get seven. 12 months, you get 13. It's relatively inexpensive for you folks in the U.S., U.S. territories and Canada. No international shipping yet, but they're working on it. They promised me maybe next year. Let's hope. I keep pushing them. But uh, do check it out, BarkBox.com slash Miko. Every month, you will get a box full of toys and treats and a dog chew sized for your dog. Doesn't matter if you've got a little tiny chihuahua or a mini pin or whatever it is. Or maybe you've got a dog like Miko, medium-sized dog, or a big husky or German shepherd or lab or something. 
they will bring you your treats in the right size for your dog. If you're ever unhappy with anything in your bark box, get a hold of customer service. They will make it right no matter what. That is, it's every month is a new theme. There's a Christmas one, of course, this month. I don't know what's coming up next, next month. Haven't seen it for January yet. But uh, it'll be on the way. It'll probably be released today or tomorrow. Do check them out and uh, sign up and help to support not only this program, which it does, and I thank you for that, but also uh, your furry friend will be so pleased. I promise. I absolutely promise. You will not be disappointed. Barkbox.com slash Miko is the site, and uh, you'll want to check them out. Uh, you know what? I know this. they don't ship internationally, but even if you can't order or you can't figure out a way to get it shipped to you, go check the site out anyway because it's really cool. All right. We, uh, yeah, boys fighting girls, men fighting women. That was our thumbnail tonight. We all saw how Major League Baseball ruined itself with all their woke crap. We saw the NFL, you know, I, so many folks, I'm not a fan, okay? Not a big fan of the NFL. Sports in general was never my thing. I didn't play sports. I didn't watch sports. I played soccer, football, for a couple of seasons in uh, in grammar school, high school. I don't know, whatever. But um, I was always into theater, music, all that kind of stuff. And sports was like, yeah, whatever. Um, however, a lot of friends of mine are heavy, heavy into sports, including the NFL. And a lot of them said when they started this taking a knee crap, and all the other BS, they said, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I'm done with the NFL. I'm not watching another game. And they haven't. They haven't watched another one since. Uh, same goes for Major League Baseball. Basketball screwed up. And as if it was, you know, <sighs> time you knew this was going to happen. This is from theblaze.com. The World Boxing Council is going to add transgender fighter category in boxing, a man fighting a woman, this is a quote, must never be accepted. <laughs> They're going to add transgender fighter as a category. <laughs> World Boxing Council President Mauricio Suleiman has indicated the WBC, World Boxing Council, plans to develop a program in which transgendered fighters compete against opponents who share the same biological sense, sex. So if you are a transgendered man, which means you live as a woman, you will be fighting against a man. If you are a transgendered male, which means you were born a woman and you transitioned into being a male, you will be fighting a woman. He's adamant that biological men should never fight against biological women. Hear, hear. In boxing, this is a quote, a man fighting a woman must never be accepted regardless of gender change. There should be no gray area about this. And we want to go into it with transparency and the correct decisions. Woman to man or man to woman uh, transgender change will never be allowed to fight a different gender by birth, according to uh, Suleiman. 
It's an article from The Telegraph. This article here I'm reading from is from theblaze.com. Links in, in our show notes. Uh, we are creating a... You know what? When I first saw this headline, I thought, oh, crap. Here we go with this bull again. The more I read the story, actually, because I usually don't fully read the story until I read it with you guys so I can react to it fresh, live. The more I read it, the more I... I don't think they've, they've got a bad idea here. We're creating a set of rules and structures so transgender boxing can take place, which is fine, as they fully deserve to if they want to box. Abso-freaking-lutely. We do not yet know the numbers that are out there, but we're opening a universal registration in 2023 so that we can understand how many boxers that are transgendered are out there. Brilliant. Open the category. See who signs up. If nobody signs up or you get one or two, then fine. No big deal. That is absolutely the way to go about it. Said we'll find out how many are out there and we'll start from there. We're going to put out a global call for those interested in 2023 and we'll set up the protocols, start consultation and most likely create a league and a tournament. According to the outlet, It's the time to do this, and we're doing this because of safety and inclusion. We've been the leaders in rules for women's boxing, so the dangers of a man fighting a woman will never happen because of what we're going to put in place. This is brilliant. Seriously. And if more people would do something like this, there's a problem. You have a transgendered woman who is now allegedly a man, who wants to get in the ring with a man who was born a man and box. Stupid. For all the biological reasons, it's stupid. And this WBC has said, that's not going to happen. No way, no how. But let's figure out a way that transgendered people can still fight and still box without being discriminated against, for lack of a better phrase. You know, all these woke leftist, moron, blue-lipped, bullcrap people are going to have, oh, no, you can't do that. They should be allowed equal access. Just shut up. They've gone above and beyond, and I think this is an absolutely brilliant, brilliant idea. And a great way, a great way to... uh potentially solve a problem. I love that. Links in our show notes. There's more details in the story itself if you want to read it from The Blaze. So check that out. Hey, hello, by the way, to all of our podcast listeners. We are a podcast. The audio part of our show goes out 10, 20 minutes after we're done with our live. And uh, you can check us out. We're on all the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, Stitcher, Geo7 in India. Got a big audience over there. Hello, India. Um, so, yeah, do check it out. Add us to your uh, to your shelf of podcasts that you subscribe to, The Jay Sheldon Show. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. All right. U.S. government funds research. You know, the moment a headline starts with that, U.S. government funds research, you know the rest is going to be some unbelievable crap. And here it is. Research on correcting false beliefs. Of course, the first question that pops up is, 
Who decides whether a belief is false or not? Now, if you want to say the sky is green or that water isn't wet, well, that would be a false belief. Yet another way the government is finding to stick their freaking nose in your life and business where it doesn't belong to alter online discourse. The U.S. This is from ReclaimTheNet.org. Links in our show notes. The U.S. government is going to fund research on how to fight online misinformation. Of course, we all know with the things that have come out between the Twitter files, uh, all the stuff about ivermectin, about the shots, everything else. We all know how much misinformation was turned out to be true. We need new conspiracy theories because all the old ones turned out to be right. How to fight online misinformation by correcting false beliefs. Boy, this doesn't sound like a Big Brother thing. Big Brother is here. It's happening. It's going. It's live right now. The finding is in partnership (laughs) with fact checkers, (laughs) whom we know are not actually fact checkers. They are opinion checkers. The National Science Foundation funded a project called How False Beliefs Form and how to correct them. More, almost a half a million dollars USD to Lisa Fazio, an associate professor of psychology and human development at Vanderbilt. Since then, the total amount granted to the researcher has reached over a half a million dollars. (laughs) Published on NSF's website is the grant purpose, which states... Listen to this. This is a quote from the website. There is currently an urgent need to understand the real-world effects of misinformation on people's beliefs and how to best correct false beliefs. Through a series of laboratory and naturalistic experiments, the project team is examining the effects of repetition on belief in real-world settings, and how to more effectively counteract that misinformation. Article goes on. Read more about it. It's from reclaimthenet.org. It's frightening. It's scary. Folks, I don't even know how how to... You call your congressman or your minister, your representative, tell them stop funding this bullcrap because they're just going to keep sending them money and they're just going to keep finding new ways of pulling the wool over your eyes. Right think. We did an article on our last show about somebody who got in trouble because they didn't, uh, they didn't have the right think. Unbelievable. Speaking of ways people control other people, the Ukraine... And this idiot Zelensky, money laundering dictator that he is, no, I do not support Ukraine. We should not be involved in Ukraine. We should not send another penny to the Ukraine, nor should we have sent one penny in the first place to this Biden money laundering bullcrap scheme. Well, here's a headline from Reclaim the Net. Zelensky, who has already outlawed opposition parties. He has taken complete control of 
all the media, and he keeps whining that he needs more money, and we, idiots, keep sending it to him. Gives his government powers to restrict media, block websites, and orders big tech to censor. Subheadline here is a new blow for freedom of the press. Thursday, just two days ago, he signed off on a controversial bill that substantially increases the government's regulatory authority over the news media. And he's not shy about it, not trying to hide it. In this country, of course, we do our best to hide it and not let people know the kind of control the government has over the mainstream media. The new law gives the government new censorship powers and is a fresh blow to press freedoms in the Ukraine. There's the, uh, this is something in Ukrainian, so whatever the language is. Uh, The legislation significantly increases the powers of Ukraine's state broadcasting regulator, allowing it to regulate both print and online news media. Further, it also allows for fines to be imposed on media outlets, their licenses to be revoked without due process. No surprise, I suppose. And even some websites to be temporarily blocked without going through the court system. This is the kind of government you're sending your billions of dollars to. Are you happy with that? Hmm? Finally, it gives the regulatory authority to order search giants such as Google and other social media platforms. I'm assuming that would include Facebook, Twitter, although maybe not with Elon in charge. Uh, You know, Google and other social media platforms, it gives them regulatory authority to remove content. The Press Journalists Associations have all been screaming and yelling, nothing will be done because this dictator, and I don't use that word lightly, only when it's true, has just done his little dictatory things. And you just keep sending him another billion or two. Unbelievable. All right. It is the end of 2022. My goodness. How was your year? Was it all right? Mine was half okay and half a complete freaking nightmare. I won't give you the gory details. I'm a little laggy tonight, by the way. No, I mean the stream is a little laggy tonight. All right. So I thought we can't end the year, our last show of 2022, without doing some kind of top 10. So I found this from Steve Deese, and I thought it was kind of cool. And I can't say I disagree with his choices. The 10 most significant stories from 2022, according to Steve Deese. Groomers. (laughs) Uh, the Steve D show, by the way, is uh, online, and there's a link in the link which will take you to his show. Do check it out because Steve D is a fantastic program. All right, number ten, 
this has been so long ago, I'm sure some people have actually chosen to or have forgotten about it. The Canadian Trucker Convoy. Yeah, that was a big one. Truckers from across Canada protested vaccine mandates and other restrictions with the Freedom Convoy. Began in British Columbia, made its way to the nation's capital with tens of thousands of supporters. And tyrant Justin Trudeau showed just how much of a tyrant he could be, freezing people's bank accounts. Yeah. Number nine, selling out. House of Representatives Friday passed the assault weapons ban of 2022, in case you missed it. A bill that would ban various semi-automatic guns through the measure would grant, uh, though the measure would grandfather in firearms that people already own. Incredible. Ukraine number eight. Twenty. We just did the story. We have so far sent nearly twenty billion dollars in first world weaponry to Ukraine since Russia invaded. House Republicans posed to take control in January next month, or a few hours from now, <laughs> um, pressing the Biden administration for greater accountability. It'll never happen, but at least they'll try. Number seven, of course, is inflation. An economist, Tiffany Wilding, who works for investment management giant PIMCO, uh, report is deceiving because certain measures skew the data. A little bit of noise they have to take into account because inventories and trade numbers can be obviously very volatile. If you dig into the details of the quarter three GDP numbers, what you'll find is when you exclude those more volatile categories, growth has been pretty subpar. Number six, groomers. That's been the biggie. Representative Carolyn B. Maloney of New York, a Democrat who lists the gender pronouns she, her in her Twitter biography, is publicly praising Drag Queen Story Hour, a program that features cross-dressers reading books to children. Across the country, books are being banned, which are depriving our nation's youth, but thanks to NYPL and programs like Drag Queen Story Hour, New York City's next generation are getting a well-rounded education. Well, they should have a well-rounded education about the acceptance of the LGBT community. They should not have it by having drag shows and inviting children. Ron DeSantis made number five. Florida law requires elected officials tender an irrevocable resignation if they seek another term uh, office in the term which would overlap with the term of their current office. In other words, if DeSantis decided he wanted to run for president in 2024, he would have to resign soon. He hasn't done that yet. Elon Musk buying Twitter made the list at number four. Billionaire entrepreneur, of course, Elon Musk reportedly fired four top executives from their leadership of Twitter on Thursday, completing the deal to buy the company. And we all know what's been going on since then. Number three, depopulation. Yay. One may never have thought about Bill Nye's new Netflix show that reached its lowest point with a crude and anti-science song about genitals and gender therapy. But apart from the nonsense, the former children's show star is also floating the theory that... <laughs> yeah, uh, this is Bill Nye, this moron. 
bringing children into this world ought to come with government-imposed penalties because of the fake climate change. The red wave that wasn't made number two. Imagine how amazing things could have been if we'd woken up with Republicans winning 54 seats in the Senate, 250 in the House. We'd be off to the promised land, right? Wrong. Actually, from a policy perspective, we'd be in the same place we are today. Sands the much-needed introspection that's taking place deep in the souls of conservative politicos. An introspection we have needed for decades. Not about Trump, per se. Not even so much about that moron McConnell, McCarthy. It's that we are the true rhinos, Republicans in name only, in a party that has never shared our values for most of its history. And number one, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The Supreme Court officially overturned Roe v. Wade, and the debate over abortion rights has been given back to the states. People think it, it, it outlawed abortion. It did not. People just read the headlines and they believe what they, they're force-fed. All it simply did was to return that decision back to the states. If your state does or does not allow abortion or at whatever level or time period it allows it, you don't like that? Move. That's easy enough. Anyway, that they chose as number one, the row overturning. And uh, if you'd like more from Steve Deese, you can check him out. He's a fascinating show host. You can find his show, which is similar to what we do here. He's just doing that, except, you know, he's got about 8 billion more viewers than I do. <laughs> but anyway, there you go. All right. I got one more thing before we uh, get into our uh, book tonight. And I wanted to share that with you. Mm, let's see where it is. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Okay. Is this the one I wanted to share? Uh, yeah. A dear, dear friend of mine, Jeffrey Sill, who posts some incredible historical stuff on his Facebook. We, uh, we love uh, your post, Jeffrey. Thank you. So he spent a good part of the first half of this day posting things about New Year's. And there were so many of them. Now, sadly, his posts are not public. They're his friends only, so I can't share the visuals of this. But it's just words on a page anyway. And uh, there were so many good ones, I really had a difficult time figuring out which one I wanted to share. So, I finally settled on this one. It is uh, called The Year, and it's by Ella wheeler Wilcox, very short, but it's a great way to, uh, to close out 2022. What can be said in New Year rhymes that's not been said a thousand times? The New Year's come, the old years go. We know we dream, we dream we know. We rise up laughing with the light, we lie down weeping with the night. We hug the world until it sings. We curse it then and sigh for wings. We live, we love, we woo, we wed. We wreath our prides 
we sheet our dead. We laugh, we weep, we hope, we fear. And that's the burden of a year. Nice, huh? Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot in days of old lang syne? All right, you ready for a book? <laughs> if you didn't know already, we read books on this show. We've been doing, we've done so many. Uh, Peter Pan, Wizard of Oz, The Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland, Velveteen Rabbit, and uh, we just started a couple days ago our uh, our newest book, White Fang. White Fang is from nineteen. What is it? 19, what's the year on that? Hang on a second. Nineteen oh six. It was first published by Jack London, uh, American author. So it's a, it's a fantastic book. It's been around forever, as you can tell, but. Uh, Absolutely fascinating read, and we hope you've been enjoying it. We're going to get through as much of this as we can tonight, and uh, that'll be the last thing we do before we close it off and see you again on Monday in a brand new year. All right, Chapter 3 is called The Hunger Cry by Jack London. It's White Fang. The day began auspiciously. They'd lost no dogs during the night. They swung out upon the trail and into the silence, the darkness and the cold, with spirits that were fairly light. Bill seemed to have forgotten his forebodings of the previous night and even waxed fastidious when the dogs when, at midday, they overturned the sled into a bad piece of trail. It was an awkward mix-up. The sled was upside down, jammed between a tree trunk and a huge rock, and they were forced to unharness the dogs in order to straighten out the tangle. Well, the two men were bent over the sled and trying to right it when Henry observed one ear sliding away. Here you, one ear, he cried, straightening up, turning around on the dog. But one ear broke into a run across the snow, his traces trailing behind him. And there, out in the snow, of their back track, was the she-wolf waiting for him. As he neared her, he suddenly became cautious. He slowed down to an alert, mincing walk, and then stopped. He regarded her carefully and dubiously, yet desirefully. He regarded her carefully. She seemed to smile at him, showing her teeth in an ingratiating rather than a menacing way. She moved towards him a few steps playfully, then halted. One ear drew near to her, still alert and cautious, his tail and ears in the air, his head held high. He tried to sniff noses with her, but she retreated playfully, coyly. Every advance on his part was accompanied by a corresponding retreat on her part. Step by step, she was luring him away from the security of his human companionship. Once as though a warning had in vague ways flitted through his intelligence, he turned his head and looked back at the overturned sled, at his teammates, and at the two men who were calling to him. But 
whatever idea was forming in his mind was dissipated by the she-wolf, who advanced upon him, sniffed noses with him for a fleeting instant, and then resumed her coy retreat before his renewed advances. In the meantime, Bill had bethought himself of the rifle, but it was jammed beneath the overturned sled, and by the time Henry had helped him to right the load, one ear and the she-wolf were too close together and the distance too great to risk a shot. Too late. One ear learned by his mistake. Before they saw the cause, the two men saw him turn and start to run back towards them. Then, approaching at right angles to the trail and cutting off his retreat, they saw a dozen wolves, lean, gray, bounding across the snow. On the instant, the she-wolf's coyness and playfulness disappeared. With a snarl, she sprang on one ear. She thrust her, he thrust her off with his shoulder, and he retreat, cut off, and intent on regaining the sled, he altered his course in an attempt to circle around to it. More wolves were appearing every minute and joining in the chase. The she-wolf was one leap behind one ear and holding her own. Where are you going? Henry suddenly demanded, laying his hand on his partner's arm. Bill shook it off. I won't stand it. He said they ain't a-going to get any more odd dogs if I can help it. Gun in hand, he plunged into the underbrush that lined the side of the trail. His intention was apparent enough. Taking the sled as the center of the circle that one ear was marking, Bill planned to tap that circle at a point in advance of the pursuit. With his rifle, in the broad daylight, it might be possible for him to awe the wolves and save the dog. Say, Bill, Henry called after him, be careful. Won't you take no chances now? Henry sat down on the sled and watched. There was nothing else for him to do. Bill already gone from sight, but now and again appeared, disappeared among the underbrush, scattered clumps of spruce, could be seen one ear. Henry judged his case to be hopeless. The dog was thoroughly alive to its danger, but it was running on the outer circle while the wolf pack was running on the inner, shorter circle. It was vain to think of one ear so outdistancing his pursuers as to be able to cut across their circle in advance of them and regain the sled. The different lines were rapidly approaching a point, Somewhere out there in the snow, screened from his sight by trees and thickets, Henry knew that the wolf pack, One Ear, and Bill were all coming together. All too quickly, far more quickly than he'd expected, it happened. He heard a shot, then two shots in rapid succession, and he knew Bill's ammunition was gone. Then he heard a great outcry of snarls and yelps. He recognized One Ear's yell of pain and terror, and he heard a wolf cry that bespoke a stricken animal. And that was all. The snarls ceased. The yelping died away. Silence settled down again over the lonely land. And that's where we're going to leave it.
airport tonight. We, I know. Cruel, right? We'll find out exactly what happened in our next episode coming up on Monday night. Yeah, that'll be cool. I will, uh, that's going to do it. It's been a fantastic year, folks. I cannot thank you enough. We've gained so many viewers, downloads of folks from our podcast and our live broadcast or video replays across Rumble, especially. Thank you, Rumble, folks. We love you to bits and pieces. And uh, YouTube, of course, we gain a lot of ground over there. Twitch.tv, you guys are pretty cool. <laughs> Again, I know Twitch.tv is mostly a gaming channel, but we are live over there and you want to check us out by all means i know uh, so we had a viewer from brazil say he likes watching the show because it helps him learn english so I'm glad i can be of help and of course facebook live we should be on facebook until they kick us off but you'll always find us on on rumble all right that's gonna do it i'm gonna go ring in the new year in fine fashion and i hope you do too thank you again so much for all your likes and subscribes and follows it means the world to me Here's to a fantastic 2023. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy New Year. Snort. <laughs> 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 <laughs>